Hi everyone, it's Jason, and welcome to the JC Weather Podcast. It's Friday, July 8th, at about 10 p.m., and we had a few showers and thunderstorms roaming the region earlier this afternoon. That was with a prefrontal trough. Now, we do have a cold front that's starting to enter the region. It's not a lot with this. There is a very warm and sticky air mass, though. This front, it's going to come through through the course of tonight. And by early Saturday morning, it's going to be stalling out just offshore. So I'm going to watch a wave of low pressure develop along it. And that's going to make for a split decision weekend. For Saturday, we're looking for mostly cloudy conditions. We've got just some isolated showers and storms through the day, about a 20% chance, and temperatures will be right around 80. Start clearing out Saturday night. We'll fall back into the mid-60s, and that's when we'll really notice a decrease in humidity. Now, Sunday, the troughiness is going to lift out. We'll start to see high pressure nose into the region from the west, and Sunday is going to be a great day, even a great beach day, calling for partly sunny skies and high temperatures, again, a few degrees either side of 80. Now, as we do look at next week, it looks like the high is going to go out to our east and start a return flow on Monday. And the way the next trough is going to drop in, it's going to set up west of the coast. So we may be going into a lengthy stretch of a southwesterly flow aloft and lots of warm and humid conditions for much of next week are looking like they are in the cards. When I come back, I'm going to talk about some severe weather that's been unfolding in other parts of the country. Now, earlier in the week, back on Tuesday, we had a derecho make its way across the northern tier of the United States, in particular, South Dakota and into Iowa. Now, what this is essentially is a large cluster of severe thunderstorms. Now, this particular cluster was responsible for injuring four people, and total, the Storm Prediction Center received 284 reports of damaging winds and hail. Now, in particular, what makes a storm cluster a derecho, it has to have continuously or intermittently 400 miles of travel and be 60 miles or more in width in terms of its uh, swath of damage. Now, they can cause extreme damage, as was the case in August 2020 in Iowa. That decimated cornfields, and many of our cornfields in this country are in the path of these derechos. There were cornfields flattened during this event as well. Now, this took out 36,000 customers in terms of electricity. That was over the course of Tuesday night and into Wednesday. This has continued 
towards Indiana and Ohio. But the top wind gusts were just northwest of Sioux Falls in South Dakota. The town of Howard had a 99-mile-per-hour wind gust. There were also wind gusts of up to 70 miles per hour in other parts of South Dakota. Now, northern Iowa, storm chaser actually captured the moment when winds took the roof off a semi-truck. That is quite the video. Now, back to what we were saying, the Journal of Science mentions that the U.S. Corn Belt, while being extremely fertile, one of the best places on Earth to grow things, is in the path of many of our severe weather events in this country. So there were some cornfields that can be seen being flattened Tuesday night on social media in South Dakota. Now, also, as the storm approached Sioux Falls, the sky did become slightly green, and more than three inches of rain fell during the course of this event in that area. Also, Storm Prediction Center from Charlotte, North Carolina, and Earl, four people wound up being injured when a tree fell on two vehicles. So that's actually where the um, where the injuries came out of, despite the severity of the storms being much greater across the upper Midwest. Now, aside from this, flooding was also a threat. We saw places in Indiana, such as Huntertown, getting almost seven and three quarters inches of rain. Same thing in the towns of Leo Cedarville and Wallen and Fort Wayne. So, and rain also came down really hard in the Dakotas as well. Didn't cause as much of a flooding issue, but we also had a tornado hit the town of Goshen, Ohio. That's the suburbs of Cincinnati. This was Wednesday afternoon, and this took a direct hit at a local fire station and did damage some other buildings in the area. Now, derechos and a lot of summer thunderstorms aren't often thought of as hail producers, but these did produce some hail. Just south of the North Dakota border in Timber Lake, there were reports of four-inch-sized hail. That's roughly the size of a grapefruit. There are pictures of that on social media as well. So, fortunately, nothing like that made its way to the Northeast this week. We did have a few rounds of isolated showers and storms, but keep our eyes out. The summer is still young. I'm Jason, and thank you for listening. You can find out more by going to jcmeteorologicalservices.com, on Facebook at JC Weather NYC in Long Island, and now on Patreon at JC Weather.